All right, welcome to episode two of the Village A podcast. Uh, I, we are your hosts, Sean and Nick. Uh, today in this episode, we got quite a bit to talk about. Actually, uh, we're going to talk about Spa. Really going to do a lot uh, deep dive on that. We're going to talk about the qualifying, uh, the race coming on this week. Last uh, last Spa, what happened that one? That was a pretty crazy one. Uh, we're going to make some predictions, um, including that. We're going to start a little new segment about sports betting. Uh, I'm going to get into that. We're going to get some odds, get some uh, sports lines on everything on everybody. Um, and we got some fan questions coming up after that and some other race news around the world. Um, so without uh, further ado, we'll just get started. Um, spa, uh, what I want to say is we'll talk about last year real quick first. Uh, that was a pretty intense race last year in the wet. Um, I thought that was Lando's probably, I, I, I thought that was Lando's best shot to to win a race last year, honestly. It was an intense qualifying garbage race. Yeah, honestly, you're probably right there. It was really good qualifying. Like, a lot went down, but the race itself. Uh, well, you have to remember the FIA totally fucked the whole thing. And, you know, they did four laps under the safety car and called it over. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, the FIA <laughs> last year was ridiculous. They, they, didn't have, they didn't have a plan for that kind of wet weather, it seemed like. And, I mean, they, they need to have a plan. I mean, it's those, those mountains, there's – even this year, there's – rain at every practice so far uh they've had like 25 minutes uh to end the session at every single practice and it just seems like they didn't have a plan last year and it kind of fucked lando well i mean it fucked the entire field because they couldn't complete a race um i mean that could have been its own video on its own yeah we literally um, could have we could have done a deep dive and a breakdown on the entire <laughs> fia fuck up from last year <laughs> I mean, the commitment to be completely and utterly incompetent was outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. That's a great way to put it, dude. They, they mean, were completely inept. They, it seemed like every logical thing that they could have thought of during the race, me and you were talking back and forth, like, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they, why aren't they starting the race now while there wasn't much water? It seemed like they were waiting for the rain to start so they could start it under a red flag. I mean, it was just they didn't have a plan. I mean – I understand, like, with the amount of standing water that was on the track, especially that track, because it's not like, I mean, it's it's not like one of the, the more flat tracks. It's not um, a lot of Barcelona. A lot of elevation I mean, change. You've got en rouge. You've got, yeah. you know, you've got a 10-story elevation change. Uh, very light-breaking action at the top of that uh, that hill. Yep. And, I mean, that was a disaster. Who was it that, that was, who was it? That was Lando that went into the wall. Yeah, Lando went into the wall hard, real hard. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it was, and it was it was right in Lando hit the wall. I think it was it was probably thirty less than thirty seconds after. I think it was Sebastian Vettel went over the radio and saying this is this is ridiculous. They have to red flag this. They have this is unsafe. And then the next, I think the next um, screen that they put on online or like on the TV was Lando spinning and hitting the wall. So it was it was it was a mess last year. So hopefully this year they have a little bit more of a plan. Um, but this year is going to be pretty intense too uh, i'm really excited for qualifying uh especially because charles and max are both taking penalties penalties this week i don't know if you saw that i did see that i, I saw that uh, right when i was getting off uh oh, the yeah. airport today very excited to see how the grid is going to actually finish after qualifying i'm assuming those two guys are going to be up the front top three as usual um but i'm really interested to see where they're going to get placed uh because i think they're both 10 place penalties am i right yeah yeah, so not a full power unit or anything like that. Uh, not starting at the back, but it's going to be real interesting to see if they can. I know Max is obviously going to be able to weave his way through the pack, but it's going to make for a very fun race having two of the, I mean, honestly, the two best guys starting from the middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, also in a track, too, that uh, 
I mean, I wouldn't say it's the easiest to overtake, but, you know, there is a possibility at several corners for an overtake. And they did, I don't know if you saw this, too, they did widen the track at some spots, too. Um, in Rouge, right at the bottom of in Rouge, uh, they widened it to make it a little bit easier for passing at the bottom. Um, I, I think... A few space, a few spots. They kind of just it just increase the width of the track, so it can make it a little bit easier. I think Spa and 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 I think maybe some F one fans may jump at my throat for saying this, but I, I think Spa was one of the tracks that would have done well with a touch of modernization. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think you're right. It's it doesn't seem like a track that's set for the fastest cars in the world right now. I mean, no, and, and it's, it kind of it kind of has. I wouldn't say it kind of has a Nurburgring vibe to it, you know, very narrow in some spots, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the walls are very close. Um, the walls bite you, too. And, they're not like they're not like soft barrier walls. Some of these walls are they're the hard like Nurburgring walls, like the the hard. The hard band, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're not they're not soft. They're not going to. These are some these, the walls will come up and bite you. Well, and they had to expand some of the runoffs to put the uh, right the Plexco barriers and stuff like that. I hope yep. I'm saying that right on air. Yep, you're right. Um, yeah, and you nailed it. Um, you know, and also too, if you look at a picture, actually one of my favorite overtakes of all times uh, was that Spa. Was it? Where? Which uh, one? Was it? Was it Max? Uh, no, it was Mika Hakkinen in a McLaren. Ooh, overtaking Michael Schumacher, and I cannot remember. It was a double overtake at wow. the top of Von Rouge, and it, it's it's a video that's gone pretty viral. Um. But I encourage you, maybe we can pull it up on the on the segment, actually. I'd like to see your reaction to it. Yeah, Since no. we are talking about Spa, um, there's a video of Mika Hakkinen, and he's, like, sitting at a dinner table at, like, some restaurant, and he's telling the story. Really? Of that move and how he knew, uh, he knew Michael Schumacher. He was fighting Michael Schumacher for probably 10 laps. And uh, he knew he wasn't going to get by. He wasn't going to let him around him. And so... Uh, Michael Schumacher basically was going around to uh, overtake a, a back marker. And he went on the outside and he knew he was going to go on the outside. And then a hack and then just balls the wall, throws it around the. Uh, no, uh, Schumacher went on the inside of the lap of the back marker and then hacking and threw it around the outside. Oh, yeah, the I got it. Around. I got it up on my phone right now. I'm watching it right oh, here. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Let's Holy get crap. On that. All right. There's a three, three wide. Yep. Back markers coming up right now. Michael's in front. Michael's having to deal with the back marker. And here it comes up, going on the outside. Hackening dives on the inside. Wow. And the double pass on Michael into the... Wow. That is that is a ballsy move. Wow, the back marker really, really fucked my, uh, Schumacher in that one. That was crazy. He had no idea it was coming that fast. Wow, that's a, that's a hell I've, of a pass at Spa. I've actually watched that race... Now, obviously, I, I was too young to know what was going on when that happened, but um, it was Richard Zanotto that was, uh, or Ricardo Zanotto that was the back marker, and that man that really surprised Schumacher when. when what what car was the Zanotto in? Was he in a Tolman? Um, let's see if I can. It was. Uh, it's real hard to tell in video. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure complete. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it might be a Tolman though. It looks like it. Livery looks know. very. Li that. Livery looks very similar. But I mean, man, that's uh, a that is a hell of a pass. I mean, I want to. I mean, dude, Hakkinen was honestly like I, I, the McLaren was a good car when he drove for them, but like I don't think it was the best car. Yeah, that was back in two thousand. I mean, that was right in that was right in Schumacher's um, like prime right there. 
Yeah, I mean, they were fighting Ferrari, but they weren't consistently better than Ferrari. But I think right. Hakkinen, like, had he had had the McLaren been at, like, where it was when Lewis drove it in, like, 2008. He probably would have been uh, a title contender for sure that year. I, I think he would have been, you know, had multiple titles. Yeah, I mean, that's that's some good driving right there. I'm, I've, I can't remember the last time I saw I'm sure I've seen that before because that's such a viral clip, but I cannot remember the last time I actually sat down and watched Michael Schumacher get roasted that badly. Well, you should you should watch the race because the battle between him and Hakkinen went on for I, I want to say 10, 15 laps. Yeah, that's a race and, that I'll definitely go back and rewatch the two thousand Belgian Grand Prix. That's 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 up there. Well, and, and the thing is, is is you know the the rules and as far as you know the marshalling wasn't as strict back in the day because you know that was back when men were men and sheep ran scared. Right. And uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Hakkinen, Schumacher was doing some borderline illegal shit not to let him around i mean he was you know Dude, yeah weaving down yeah weaving down the whole straight yeah you're not yet that shit ain't allowed anymore come on <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say anything you do was like strictly illegal for the time but like yeah like, not def- exactly it's but everything has been everything's changed since then that's that some of those like changing your line in the middle of the corner to like force him around like, into the right yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah some of that shit's not allowed anymore <laughs> but uh i mean and, and that's where i mean in and and Hakkinen, who's relentless, knew that Schumacher was also relentless, and he had to he had to get him when he was done. distracted with a back marker. Yeah, exactly. Really, that was a movie really one of the done. greatest one of the greatest drives I've ever seen. Yeah, that was yeah. It's a move that you just had to get done at that point too, because with that back marker, that's just an uh, you know Michael's going to have to let off for a little bit earlier. That's a that's just the time you know he's not going to be paying attention to to the car behind. Um, I want to I want to rewatch his uh, his. Uh, his him telling it because I don't know if he he faked like he was gonna go inside and then went around the outside. Yeah, I'll have to happened? I'll definitely have to look up that video of him uh, telling the story in the in the, at dinner or something. That's that's really cool to always see the driver's reaction like with, after they've watched the film and everything and how how well they actually executed the move that they were trying to do. Yeah, he's just sitting there talking about it, and then while he's talking about it, like shows him sitting there with a glass of wine just telling the story, and then it goes to the onboard footage. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That's a that's really cool. You'll have to send that to me after our, after we get off the pod. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to dig it up. But anyway, um, we need we got, for, we got distracted. Yeah, we got yeah we got a lot of there for but we're still on spa. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any predictions that you want to say for for the first race back? Are we are break? we going right into predictions now? Yeah, let's just go right into it for first race after summer break. Um, I feel like a lot's changed. Um, I feel like with everything that uh, everything in the news i feel like some drivers aren't going to be racing for the team that they're going to be racing this year i feel like that's going to affect how they're going to race the last nine races as well well i mean you know it's different when you're fighting to keep your spot than when you already lost your spot right or in the case of you know some guys when you're you're moving up to a different team or a change of scenarios right um, I feel like it's just, i feel like it's just going to affect how some drivers actually if they're on 100 percent or not so uh let's let's get your predictions here what do you got for your podium so i'd be lying if i expected ferrari to uh change anything dude they said uh, they didn't <laughs> want to change anything <laughs> yeah they said- real quick real quick I- i'm sorry to to take away from your from your uh predictions before you even get one out but freaking <laughs> ferrari they're i gotta pull up their quote they're their, their quote says we're good pretty much they, <laughs> matteo is like no we don't need to change anything everything on the pit wall seems perfectly fine our strategy doesn't need to be changed like we're fine like did you okay. put that meme on a uh, on uh, the village a podcast uh, twitter we did dude it's just 
it's the, <laughs> the dog sitting in the in hell and with fire all around him just in the burning building just sitting there and saying we're fine in italian i mean did you have the, did you put the did you photoshop the fucking stupid haircut on i photoshopped the hair from the frog and everything <laughs> it is it be my favorite meme i've ever ever created honestly is, as soon so, yeah, as go i into, saw the quote uh, from as soon as i saw the quote from Matteo, we're good I just saw I just saw him sitting in a firing burning building just saying we're fine we're fine everything's fine like what what are we doing right now I mean come on so I sorry to get off topic so yeah I don't think they're going to change fucking anything really I they said they're not going to change anything so <laughs> give me your Ferrari <laughs> prediction so my prediction is Charles comes out probably on the medium okay um Fights his way through the field, probably gets up to fourth. Um, and then a horrible Ferrari strategy pulls him into the pits at the wrong time, and he finishes maybe seventh. I think that's a pretty good prediction for Charles. Um, um, I mean, starting from 10th or – I mean, it's probably going to be starting from 11th or 12th, honestly. He's probably going to qualify two or three. Um, Ferrari hasn't been that fast in practice so far. So uh, he might be even qualifying lower, like 14th, 15th. That's honestly where I'm thinking he's going to qualify at. So I mean, that's that, that's assuming he qualifies 10th. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, something. I mean, that's a that's honestly having him come all the way up to fourth and then having another fuck up back to seventh. That's honestly wouldn't be a bad race for for Charles. I mean, that's damage limitation. I mean, exactly. that he finishes he, in the points. Exactly. Um, there's there's also another side to that prediction where. The Ferrari strategy is so incredibly bad, and I won't be surprised because of what we, the train wreck we've witnessed this season, which is great for me as a Mercedes McLaren fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I want to say that there's a, there's a side to it where he doesn't finish in the points. Um, maybe Carlos finishes second, or I'm not second, uh, seventh. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen a whole ton of pace out of the Ferraris, uh, like you said at practice. Yeah. But then again, you know, first day, you know, we're testing different setups. We're testing, you know, race day fuel. You know, it may be not telling of what's going to happen on qualifying until tomorrow. Right. Um, I think, honestly, I think I think Carlos is going to have a great race. I think he's going to have a great qualifying and a great race. Um, I mean, yes, but that, I mean, then again, it's, it's Ferrari's, Ferrari's race to lose, as it always is. Right. Um. Yeah, this one's that, definitely going to be Ferrari's race to lose with Red Bull kind of being on the back burner, I think. And with that being said, um, my other prediction, I, I'm going to predict the top three here in a second. I just have yep. to, you know, explain my way through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think this is a Mercedes race to win. Um, yep. Lewis, historically, has shown a ton of pace around Spa. Um, he's, you know, it seems like he's finally growing into that new car. Um, the porpoising that it had, it was probably one of the worst porpoisers at the beginning. It's now starting to look like a new, a new normal F1 car. Um, and I think that, you know, with their development and with what they would have done in the offseason break with the amount of budget they have, I think um, they're going to be especially dangerous for the last nine races. Um, so my prediction is Lewis, Russell, one and two. Wow. Wow. And... I'm either giving a podium to Sergio, or if Ferrari can pull it together, I think there's a chance 
that Carlos gets on the podium. But I also think that uh, Lando is going to have a lot to, you know, a lot to prove. I completely agree with that. I echo that statement with Lando. Uh, I think this is his race that he can get a podium on. I think he can vault him up uh, with having two of, I mean, he's usually placing fifth, sixth, right in that range. So having two of the guys starting behind him guaranteed already, I think that's going to be a big jump for him. Um, he's always a good wet weather racer. I'm not sure we're expecting any wet weather, but always expects at least 20 laps or something at Spa. So I think this is, a, I think I echoed that, that this is a great race for Lando to podium. Um, so going, uh, into, going into my predictions, uh, I do hey, think that I go do, ahead before you start your predictions because I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, go for it. Let me go into some of the um aviation weather publications and see if I can get an accurate forecast for this weekend. Oh, for spa, that would be another good thing for me to you know, that's add a great, yeah, that's a great idea. See if we can get some really accurate forecasts for for qualifying tomorrow morning and for for Sunday. Um, it's it's easier for me to do in the American races because we've got National Weather Service and stuff like that. But Right. But yeah, definitely. While you look that up, I will, uh, I'll talk about my couple predictions we got going on. Um, so I do think that this is Lewis's race to win as well. Um, qualify, or practice so far, uh, he hasn't been the fastest Mercedes I've seen. George Russell has been a little bit quicker, but I can't. I mean, during mid-race, I think... Obviously, I think Lewis is going to just – he's going to be outraced. I was going to outrace George Russell. Um, so I, but I do – I've seen that this Mercedes McLaren is finally figuring out their pace. They're finally getting everything dialed. The livery they've got is just – is fantastic. Oh, honestly. yeah. I forgot a shout-out to the old uh, Sterling. All Sterling, Sterling Moss. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I mean, they put that – just the white circle with the numbers just – Fucking all fresh. they needed to do all exactly they literally didn't change anything else they just put a white sticker on it which is no no no, no. the whole front of the car is red yeah yeah it's true but the side the side at least the the, li the livery down the side is the same silver arrow just with the white number it's fucking awesome it just looks old school it's really cool um so yeah i think this, i think i do the, think this is a race that lewis is gonna win i think it's gonna be the first race at least i think it's gonna be the first race that he wins it's gonna be a double i don't think it's gonna be a double podium for mercedes like you um George Russell, he does look really fast, um, but I think Ferrari is going to be number two. I think Carlos Sainz. Um, uh, I think he's going to actually qualify on pole. That is bold. That is bold, and here's why. Tell me. Be because, one, you're not counting on Ferrari to be Ferrari. And two, <laughs> but Mateo you said forget. Not change it, but Mateo said you forget good. who won this race last year in a fucking Williams. I know, I know. I know, but Granted, dude, there Matias, was some outside. Matias says that they didn't need to change help. anything. So, <laughs> so I mean, if Matias says we're good, I believe him. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Lewis one. I'm gonna go with Carlos Sainz two. And I'm gonna go with Lando <laughs> rounding out the pole. And so you're saying Lando qualifies third? No, I'm thinking he's gonna finish the race in third. I think Lando's gonna qualify fourth wait so you're changing your prediction i thought you said Matita didn't need to change anything no, 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 Matita's, he definitely doesn't need to i think i think carlos <laughs> is gonna i think carlos is gonna qualify on pole but i just think that the mercedes is honestly just gonna be faster this week so i think lewis is gonna pass him um in the race i think so i think it's gonna be lewis carlos and lando on pole or on podium i'm sorry on podium for the race but i, I still think carlos is going to be on pole all right, so now that we got those predictions, are we we need some wild card predictions about some other guys? Um, we don't have any uh, Belgian drivers. 
Uh, so no, uh, yeah, no home race for anyone. Nobody's home race. Um, but I'm gonna throw some names out there, and uh, you tell me where you think they're gonna finish. Uh, Yuki Sonoda. Yuki, Yuki, Yuki. All right, I think I think he's gonna have a decent race, honestly. Um, as for, I think he's gonna be in the points. I think I threw get, a tough one at you. I, I think yeah, I think he's gonna get to the points. I think he'll be battling with Aston Martin for eleventh, twelfth, tenth, some somewhere around that area. And uh, what about his wingman Pierre? Uh, I think he'll have a little bit better, maybe seventh, eighth, ninth in that area. I could see that. And, yeah. Um, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Ooh. I think he's gonna be one of those cars that Yuki's battling with. Honestly, um, I think yeah. I'm not saying he's checked out for the year. Um, definitely not checked out. He's a world champion. He's never gonna check himself out. I don't but, think he's done. Though. No, he's not done. He want. I mean, <laughs> his fucking his one Instagram post is saying he's pretty much said I'm not done. Like, there's still a race to win. There's still a race to be won out there. Um, I'm not sure if Spot is that race. Uh, but honestly, it depends how he qualifies. If he qualif- if he gets to Q3. He's going to be on one, I think. He'll, because that means if he gets to Q3, he'll be starting sixth, seventh, eighth, um, with everyone getting moved behind him. So I think this could be a race that he wins, but it all depends on qualifying for, for Aston. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually, I, I, I'm bummed. I haven't really been able to like get a good look at the Aston in practice. Um, usually they're, they've been kind of, in the last couple of races, they've been kind of on the edge when it comes to their wing design and some of the stuff on their chassis. Um, they're kind of more, you know, experimentals more than some other teams um so i was really interesting for spa because we have such a unique track to see if they had any special modifications that i could spot but i haven't been able to get a good look at the aston yet yeah i'm intrigued there's going to be a lot of changes i think a lot of technical changes um coming into this race so uh, it really our predictions could mean fucking nothing uh with, <laughs> yeah. with how much is how much has changed in the last month uh with no having no races everything undercover I mean, shit, we could have brand new cars coming out. So, it, but I, I think you're right on. I think you're right on point. I think this could be, this could be a race that Seb has a chance to if, if they've got that car figured out. Um, and then I got a couple more for you. I kind of like this idea on the segment, just throwing out random drivers and seeing yeah. what we think. Yeah, I like this. Um, Mick Schumacher. Mick, I think he's gonna. I think he's going to break out. I think he's going to have a really good race. He's going to get points. I think it's going to be a he's second points. race. Points for gonna, Haas. I think it's going to be Haas's second or mixed second points finish. Um, I think he's going to follow Seb the whole way. Um, I think he's going to qualify 13th, 14th, and start one in front of Max or Charles. Okay. Yeah, I think and, he's. Gonna, uh, I think he's going to start midfield. And work his way up. So here's, here's my follow up question. I mean, it seems like K Mag is getting a pretty good hang on that car as well. Yeah, K Mag's driving really um, good. You think this could potentially be double points for Haas this weekend? Yeah, I do. I think we all want that for Gunther. Yeah, I I would love <laughs> to see that honestly. I mean, we've have we had it once this year so far. I, th- I think we've had it one double one time. For Haas? I, I would have to look it up. I th- I feel like we did. One of the first races, probably, when Haas was, like, passing... Was it the race where, uh... Who was it? Didn't Kevin Magnuson overtake Lewis Hamilton? Um, something like that, I think. Um, yeah, we'd have to... I'd have to rewatch that first race completely. 
Um, so let's. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a really good, really good transition into um into the betting segment. Um, so I'm gonna. Th- I think I'm gonna start betting again. So as for sports betting, unfortunately like- you can't bet in Texas. So uh- <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> luckily, Colorado is. A, yeah, luckily Colorado is sports betting, so we're good there. Um, but. Right now, I can't bet. I can only bet on free practice. So this might be a segment we might have to come back to once they reopen. Um, reopen. Are any of the odds uh, released? I guess it's harder after qualifying. Yeah. Well, I think they they've closed down all the bets for qualifying right now. Um, only you can only bet on free practice because the next the next race that's up technically at five a.m. Um, before qualifying. So unfortunately, I can't see. But as for free practice, I might put some money on Verstappen and Charles or Verstappen to win free practice. He's minus one fifteen, um, so he's a favorite to win it free practice. Um, so it doesn't matter how he finishes; I think he's going to have the fastest car this this weekend, regardless. Um, so I think that's just easy money. Um, so I'm definitely going to take that. I would, um, I I would argue. I'll tell you not to take that. No. Here's why. So, we know he's getting a grid penalty, right? Yeah. So, I would be willing to bet that in free practice three, that Red Bull does not run a qualifying pace setup. They might just do some more testing at race fuel. You might be right. So, in the, if, the, if, if you know the, 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 the chances is that Verstappen's out there on medium tires with full fuel, he's not going to set a top time against the other teams that are practicing for their qualifying setup so soft tires with minimum fuel yeah you're right you're definitely right on there and and, and i don't know because they very they may be very well fighting for 10th you know to keep them in the points right so you know they may run at least one qualifying lap but i don't think they're going to spend most of the session on it. because if it was me and i was the team manager i'd be like okay well we have this extra session where we're not we know we're not fighting for pole so let's get some more data to get a better um, picture of what we're going to do during the race to make up these places rather than just oh let's run our qualifying map yeah I think you're right there I honestly um, with that being said dude I think I'm going to put money on George Russell or Lewis Hamilton because um, they were they they're going to keep practicing at full race speed I think uh, George Russell's been a little bit faster and they're both at plus 1600 I mean I think that's really good value right there yeah, I mean they're they're going to be practicing. They're going to be ready for a qualifying battle. So yeah, I think that's I think that's re- I think that's really good value to put it on those guys for practice at least. Because um, I'm saving most of my money for the race. Because um, right now the race winner um, it actually just repopulated. Um, so the race winner is uh, the favorite is Lewis Hamilton right now at plus two twenty five. Carlos Sainz at plus two seventy five is second, and then Max Verstappen rounding out third at plus three hundred. Uh, our boy Lando coming in at plus twenty five thousand to win the race. So not looking good for Lando, but our top two looking, our top both our front two looking pretty good. George Russell is in fourth at plus six hundred. Um, so it looks like our front two predictions are actually looking pretty solid so far. Um, so for the race, uh, I think I'm definitely gonna put money on Lewis Hamilton to win plus money plus two twenty five. Throw a hundred bucks on him to win two twenty five. Um, I think this is his race, right? Yeah, I think I think we're in agreement there that, uh, like I said, it's his to lose. Sweet, very sweet. Um, unfortunately, I think we're gonna have to take a quick pause, real quick. Uh, I don't know if you see this. Uh, our meeting time is running low. If upgrade to pro, 
<laughs> um, so it's our first time. I don't know if you guys uh, on the podcast, uh, hopefully you guys can hear and notice uh, we're trying to upgrade the audio quality every time, trying to improve the podcast every single time we're doing it. Um, so we're trying a new service here. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't buy the service. We're just testing it out. Um, so we only got five more minutes left doing this. But as for wait, free, how long do we have to wait before we <laughs> before we can keep going? Yeah. Uh, that I'm gonna have to figure out. We might be able to just hop back, right back on and just um, mix the two audios. Uh, that might geez, that, we're gonna have to do that, obviously. Um, <laughs> if but not, we'll have to open and we'll have to go to a different service. Right. Yeah. Which isn't a problem, but we're just trying to upgrade uh, and make this whole thing a little a little bit better each time. Um, but as for a pre-spa, um, pre-spa talk, I think that's pretty pretty solid. Um, do you got anything else that you want to add for for spa this week that you're getting hyped for? Oh man, I'm just always fucking hyped for spa. My favorite race it of the is. year. My favorite race on the fucking calendar. Uh, up there with Silverstone, for me. Um, it's unfortunate for me that it's my favorite race and it always gets fucking rained on. But well, you know, I mean, it's in the Ardennes. It's uh, it's annoying. <laughs> such a cool, it's a such great... cool track. Such a such a fast track when it's dry. So I mean, I'm, it's I'm beautiful. Just, even when it is wet, honestly, it's a fun race. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful location. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly think you know some of the cameras don't judge give the Arden Forest uh, credit. Uh, in my travels, I have uh, have seen the Arden. I've not been to Spa, really, um, but I've been in that in that uh, you know that that area that, that environment, and it's yeah. absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. So. As for, for the race coming up, I'm freaking excited. I know you are. Um, so uh, let's just take a quick uh, quick pause real quick, make sure we can get everything before we lose any recordings or anything like that, and we'll hopefully hop back on here in a second. All right. So just a word from our sponsor while we're gone. Yep. You know it. <laughs> All right. And welcome back to the Village A podcast. Uh, we are back, and we're going to start a little new segment. Our boy Nick here has got a new segment he'd like to start about weather, um, racetrack weather, all about the weather for this uh, for the weekend. So we're going to kick it off to you, buddy. Uh, what you got for us for this weekend? It's all right. So uh, Nick's weather brief uh, today is brought to you by uh, Cimarron Tequila. <laughs> I always like to start out with uh, my tequila that I'm drinking during this uh, podcast. Give him a little that. shout out. Love that. <laughs> all right. So yeah, if you uh, live in Texas uh, or you. Near Texas, uh, they have it at Liquor King, uh, Cimarron. It's a local batch uh, from Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, that's where Checo's from, actually. Ooh, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, facts. Okay, so I was able to um, get some decent weather information, actually, for Spa. Sometimes with these European tracks, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, just as far as the information that I have access to, cause I don't, I don't fly international at this time, so I don't pay for the software to get the international weather. Fair enough. Um, but it works out because we have a, uh, NATO, uh, air force base about 19 miles from spa. All right. Um, and I was able to access some of their weather information and, uh, kind of get an idea of synoptically what's going on for this weekend. Are we going to be dry um, or wet? Tell me. It's going to be fairly dry. Nice. Let's fucking go, dude. But that being said, we're going to have some decent humidity and some low clouds. So spotty precipitation, precipitation mm -hmm. uh, could could come up, but it's not going to be like uh, last year where it was just constant downpour, just showery, uh, you know, super from a super stable air mass. It, it, it's a little less stable, but it's going to be low. Love that. Um, the, the thing that I found was interesting um, is the wind 
is forecasted to be from 310. Uh, it's about a northwesterly wind um, at about 8 to 10 knots. What that means for our race is interesting because our cars are going to have a tailwind going into Enrouge. Really? So that could cause some instability. Definitely, dude. That's a that I mean, downwind you're getting less downforce, obviously. So that's that's a corner you right. don't really want that. So I mean, in 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 our Formula One cars act just like an airplane. So if you have a tailwind, you're going across the ground at say they go through on Rouge at 190 miles an hour. Well, aerodynamically, they're going 10 miles an hour slower through the air because they have a tailwind. Right. So yeah, they're so their downforce is going to be at the same rate it would be at at 180 or 180 miles an hour. Say right, Ooh, right. This could be this could get damn. It's going to be weather. Weather's definitely going to be a factor this week and uh, with without rain. Yeah, and, and and you know, I mean, granted, in in the aviation world, I couldn't use that as a legal forecast because it has to be within four statute miles. We're 19 statute miles, right? Um, but. You know, and also, you know, there's a little valleys, you know, it may not be exact, but I do think, you know, generally 310, maybe an interesting wind direction. I like that a lot, actually. I like, I like this new segment talking about the weather for the, for the track for the weekend. Um, cause that really gives the fans a big, a good insight to what's actually, what's going to take place. Um, and there's going to be some strategy changes, uh, regarding wind, honestly. I mean, that, that, that could change how you attack the whole corner. Exactly. Yeah, it 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 can change what corner is going to be the attack, what corner is going to be defense. Um, it could help with defense, honestly. Uh, help with it's gonna it's gonna limit DRS, wouldn't it? Wouldn't would it not limit DRS or would it assist in DRS? Um, I would think it would limit I, DRS. I, I, I think because in the DRS you or you do it in places where they have less downforce, they're not going into on rouge with the DRS open because you need all the downforce you can get into right. on rouge. Right. Um, so I don't really think it's gonna be a factor there. Um, I don't really think it's gonna have much to do with the DRS, to be honest. All right, fair enough. Yeah, the DRS is gonna act, you know, the same way no matter what. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good point. When you're opening it, it's gonna it's gonna reduce whatever drag, um, the car or the wing is producing. So it's just gonna reduce that. And it's well, gonna take manner. away a lot of the downforce. Right. Perfect. I love that, dude. That's uh, you got any other little insights you got for us for for Spa Frankenshaw or for Belgium or anything like that? Um, I mean, as far as the weather brief goes, remember I'm looking at you know a forecast three days out, and yep. you know yeah. if I'm wrong, don't kill me. But yeah, it's definitely know, something we'll have to revisit. Make sure you're right. <laughs> make sure that your weather predictions were spot on as as everyone else's are. So got to make sure you're on your game and keep you honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, don't kill me. I mean, <laughs> a lot can change in three days. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I try and look at it the same as, you know, if if I was, you know, going to tell my boss, like, okay, this is what I predict the weather's going to be doing, you know, on Sunday. Right, yeah. And yeah. then we adjust accordingly, you know. We, <laughs> we check it again before then, you know, because <laughs> things do change in weather very quickly. Yep, I completely agree. All right, so I think we're pretty set for this weekend. Um, we got uh, some other news that kind of happened uh, over summer break. Um, we'll start it off with some mclaren news um at the start of the summer break uh we were told that dana rick has another year he's on the back burner he's definitely on his way out um dana rick made a tweet he's saying that he's committed to mclaren he's committed to f1 he's planning to stay and finish out his contract to the best of his ability 
and he's not going anywhere. Uh, it came out yesterday, breaking news, that McLaren officially told him that he is done racing for McLaren in nine races. Um, so he's going to have to find a new seat. Um, your thoughts on that, buddy? I mean, that must be heartbreaking. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, with still know, nine races to, to go. Nine races to go. You know, I think uh, Daniel Ricciardo fit, will fit well in the uh, McLaren culture. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, it seems like he had great chemistry with Lando. Um, Zach Brown was, you know, very instrumental and vocal about bringing uh, Ricardo over in the first place. And it seems like they uh, they got along well, had a good working relationship. But, you know, in this sport, it's all everything is based on the results. Yep. And, you know, if someone's not delivering, especially, you know, a team like McLaren, which is, is expected to be, you know, fighting for you know, top three every year. Yeah, you're not, you're expect, if you're racing for McLaren, you're expected to win championships. Right. I mean, it's, it's a team with a lot of history, a lot of pedigree. Yep. Um, one of the oldest continuously named uh, teams. Uh, I, I would, I want to say second. Yes. Def, second to Ferrari. Yeah. Um, so that's a it's tough look. Um, still nine races to go. Um, in his interview, in his post uh, post announcement interview, he did say it's not going to change the way he races. It's still, he's still going to race full speed. He's still, still racing for McLaren. So I feel confident that Daniel Ricciardo is not going to be the one to to let off and just fucking drive half assed and not not commit himself one hundred percent to the race. Um, I mean, there's a reason he's called the Honey Badger. Exactly. And... He's not, he's not going to let off. <laughs> he's, he's not a he's not the kind of guy. And honestly, I don't think let off is something he knows how to do. Yep, and honestly, with nine races to go, this could be his way to get a seat for next year uh, because yeah, there's not many that's seats, what I was gonna say. not many seats available. So if he can really prove himself in the next nine races, that shit, even in this fucking piece of shit McLaren car that I cannot figure out and they can't figure out for me, uh, I can still drive. And so I think this is a great opportunity for him, honestly, because um, if they would have done this at the end of the season, I don't know if he would have had any opportunity to get another drive. Yeah. Now, other, now I feel like with these last nine races, other teams are going to be looking at him a little bit differently. Right. I mean, he's he's now available. Exactly. And, exactly. And it's the thing. I mean, with the with the talent we have in F Formula Two right now, I mean, you 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 say, okay, well, is it worth? You know, you know. I think you know what you get with Daniel Ricciardo. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you, get a, you get a great a great guy, a great driver. Got you know, guy you know is gonna try his hardest everywhere. Um, but the talent level is gonna be about seventy five percent of like Oscar Pistaria or uh, uh, Pistaria, Oscar Piastri. Piastri, that's what his name is. My bad. <laughs> um, his fellow Daniel Ricardo's fellow countryman, actually Australian. Yeah. So um, I mean, it, when people are looking at both those drivers, you know, you know what you're getting with Ricardo. You know, you're gonna get a high quality driver, high quality guy. Um, but it's whether or not they're going to risk mm, what they don't know with Oscar to get the potential of a high, higher quality r driver. Well, I mean, Oscar's got his seat signed and delivered. Um, yeah. But like, I'm just saying, like, for I'm, for I'm, other, I'm going other for teams other, looking you know, at like a Nick DeFreeze. Right. Yeah. And other um, teams looking, looking at him um, compared to F2 drivers. But, you know, here, here's the thing that also I think would be is an important point to, point, important point to mention with Daniel is. He's gotten such a following based on his personality yep. that if you're a team that, you know, wants to market to get some more fans 
or you know like Haas. people are always going to tune into yeah i'm thinking haas uh maybe an alfa romeo i know that you know maybe i think porsche. that she'd... maybe porsche when they come well, in in uh, 2026 well, like correct brand me, new correct, teams correct me if i'm wrong i thought the uh audi the volkswagen group was joining with red bull so they're so they're joining with Red Bull next year as the engine manufacturer, but they're coming out with their own team. Uh, I believe Porsche is going to be the the brand of the team in 2026. So they're going to be replacing Aston Martin. Okay, so I mean that doesn't really help Daniel Ricciardo. Uh... Yeah, you're, uh, he's probably going to be out of the sport by 2026. That's four years away. I can't imagine. I mean, he might be able to sign a two year deal somewhere, um, but a four year deal is pretty far away. I mean, I, I would say. I mean, even a new seat's opening at Alpine. Yep. Um, if if Cyril would take him back, um, I don't know if that would be. I feel like that. If bridge, that was I, even, I feel like that bridge might be burnt, but it's something. That I also think that maybe was not a good uh, a good chemistry pairing. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not the best. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the best. He'd be. He'd be more driving as his own man instead of driving as a team. Well, I think maybe him and Esteban would kind of get along. Um, but you know, Esteban's also can be a prick, and and Daniel sometimes isn't the easiest to get along with as a teammate. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, we saw you know him with uh, Lando, you know, because some whack of... him in the face with a fucking medicine ball, <laughs> break his nose. Well, <laughs> I, I think Lando and him have a personality because you know Lando Lando acts kind of beta, you know, a little bit. <laughs> and you know, so Ricardo's an alpha, but you know, you got you got a. You got a uh, Esteban Ocon who wants to be an alpha but isn't there yet. Yeah, yeah, it could be an interesting team dynamic. But yeah, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Ricardo. But I think I think it's a good opportunity, honestly, that McLaren told him with nine races to go, so he can give him. It's like a preseason almost for next year for him. Like he's here to like these next nine races are to prove that he is still an F1 driver. He can still drive in this sport. Um, and going on that note, during his little. Um, post or like post reaction interview he did say um someone asked him a question are you willing to race in any other motorsport um because i've always said i could see him in australian v8s uh, i could see him in uh cup cars driving something like that um but he did say that f1 is the only motorsport that he wants to be driving in right now uh, he said it's i mean you've got, you've, the, got to, you've got to have that attitude you know uh, yeah no to... exactly and i think that's a great attitude a great way that he said it. he said this is the pinnacle of sport this is why I've gotten to the pinnacle of sport. Why would I back down now? Like I, he said, I know I have what it takes to be an F1 driver. Um, this, the position that I've been put in here at McLaren, it just didn't fit. Um, but I'm really happy that he said he wasn't going to back down and start driving like supercars or something like that. Um, even though I'd love to see the him in V8s eventually, because I can just see him driving a V8. Um, the way he drove the cup car, the NASCAR cup car, I think it was Richard Petty's car. The way he drove that with the biggest smile on his face in the world, I could just, I just laughed and said, he's going to do that eventually. But <laughs> it made me, it made me happy that he came out and said, not today. This is F1. F1's his I mean, I life. Can see, I and, can see him being a champion in IndyCar. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I'm just really happy that he came out and said, F1's my fucking life and this is the sport that I want to be racing in. You will not see me racing in another sport next year unless it's an F1 seat. So that that just made me really happy. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Daniel. Bless you. Thank you. So uh, that's some pretty big news. Um, that was pretty much the only news I really heard going on um, during summer break. Um, a couple of little uh, car tweaks here and there, but nothing too crazy. We talked about a uh, Vettel retirement. Um, yeah, we talked about the Vettel. Um, 
we can talk about oh um seb or not seb i'm sorry um Kimi Raikkonen, uh, he was driving in NASCAR all of a sudden, which was fucking <laughs> awesome for me. Um, I'm a big NASCAR guy. I've been a big NASCAR guy for a few years. Um, I've gone to a couple races. I think it's a, it's not clearly not the pinnacle of motorsport, but I think it's the pinnacle of motorsport in the United States. Um, it's more technologically advanced than people will get it credit for, and it's it's a car, a cool car to drive. Um, so I was really happy to see the. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of good wheel to wheel. I mean, yeah, it's, you, a, you see- it's a tough car to wheel. So I was really happy to see the Iceman, and he happened to make his race debut at my favorite track in the country, at Watkins Glen. Uh, I've had a couple race days there in my car, a couple little track days at the Glen. So that's a fucking cool-ass track. It's my favorite race. Um, it's pretty much one of the few races at, on the calendar that you're not you're turning right. No, they used is, to do the uh, U.S. Grand Prix there. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the only calendars that they're turning right, which is awesome. Um, so I thought it was a great race for Kimmy to jump in the driver's seat there. And, man, did he fucking do good, bro. Um, did he? I didn't watch. Man, he ended up – unfortunately, he ended up getting wrecked on, like, lap 42 or 43. Um, but, man, he started – he qualified 17th out of 32. So, he can wheel. And during the race, the first two stints, um, he got up to 10th and to 8th um, in both stints. And he was – he honestly, he looked like he knew what he was doing. He was passing – He I watched him pass Brad Keselowski on the last two laps of the, of the first stint. Um, I, I mean, he was he knew how to wheel that thing. Um, I mean, of course, he's the, the, the driving talent that it takes to drive a Formula One car is exactly. unmatched. Yeah, I, I he knew how to drive a manual still, which was fun. Like, I mean, I mean, it looked like he was having a lot of fun out there. Um, he was on a, a multiple pitch strategy, and unfortunately, when he did get wrecked, um, he got wrecked with fifth. Well, his tires were about 15 laps newer than the six cars and then the like the six next cars in front of him. So he was about to make a good run. It was right after a caution, right after it was on a restart. Um, he got tapped, and uh, he said that the, the car hit the wheel, and it just shot the wheel straight left. There's nothing he could do. It looked like he hurt his wrist a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but, man, after the race, he said that was that was the most fun he's had in a while. Uh, it looked like he – it was fun to see him uh, in another motorsport, and I genuinely think that he'll be back. Um, he'll be back racing in a cup car. Yeah, I mean – We'll see. I mean, his you know. his his average lap time was it was consistently in the top ten of the of the race. Um, so you, you also have to respect uh, Kimmy's Kimmy's. Uh, you know, he left and went to World Rally Car for a little bit. You know, he he, he just wants to drive. The guy just wants he, to keep driving. He, he, the guy doesn't. You know, you put him in anything and he can be dangerous. And I um, he's a wheel man. That's no doubt. I mean, I just think I think his whole attitude about like. Uh, you know, he doesn't really act like he's excited to do anything, but when he, Dude, does, he does it really fucking well. His interview after he, after the crash, they asked him, like, man, you look so good out there, Kimmy. Like, are you going to be, like, you excited to come back? And he's, like, in his little finish accent, he's like, yes, that was fun. Um, You might see me back. And <laughs> I I know Kimmy. I'm like, let's go, Kimmy. Like, you'll definitely be back. Like, yeah, that was him That's saying yes. Yeah, so that was him saying I had so much fun, but the – I think I can't remember. I think it was Martin Rutledge Wood who was interviewing in his flannel shirt. Man, it was the scene. Just seemed like, okay, Kimmy, I appreciate it. Like it was, it was a scene. Like it's ice in his veins as usual. I mean, I love Kimmy. My was, favorite Kimmy, my favorite Kimmy interview question was when I can't remember. I, someone asked him. I think it was Sky Sports or someone. Um, I don't know if it was Karun, but one of the guys asked him. Uh, Kimmy, how does it feel to be – what would you say to kids, you know, tell them how it feels to drive an F1 car? And he just goes, normal. 
That's <laughs> just like, what do you mean it's normal? It's not normal. You're fighting a fucking fighter jet, Jimmy. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're not, just like next you're in, your, in the back of your mom's minivan. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it's normal for Kimmy though. That's what matters. <laughs> I think it maybe even some context, you know, like because you know you never know what Kimmy actually meant because it could have. I think it was like recently when he had came back from a world rally car. And he was like, "Oh, this is normal. Like this is what I'm used to." But just the way, <laughs> the way yeah, said, yeah, you know, it's definitely what it meant to say. Like, yeah, this is, I'm used to this feeling. Like this is normal. But everyone wanted to know, like, what what does it feel like, Kimmy? And he's like, "Yeah, it's just normal." Like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so man it was just cool to see him uh i don't know if you saw this too i got my freaking my nascar signs merchandise behind me so i'm a big nascar guy so i'm gonna be following up with this following kimmy raikkonen in his cup car series so let's go with that he was just a guest driver is, is he is he scheduled to come back so that is the thing he's not scheduled yet um, because I mean, the, the Glen is, it's a race that pretty much anyone can hop into. It's not on, it's not like part of the series. Actually, it's not, um, so people still get points for it, but a lot of people can it jump doesn't in. Go I know the playoffs. Yeah, Dan, exactly. Daniel Kvyat was also racing. I don't know if you saw that, which was pretty cool. <laughs> How did he Randomly. Do? Um, no, unfortunately not as good as Kimmy. Uh, I think he finished 32nd, um, <laughs> 46, 46 laps behind. Um, so he must have, he must have got wrecked at some point when they hop back in. But during the race, he was always at the back of the pack. He wasn't – I was following, but everyone was really focused on Kimmy. Even the announcers were saying, man, this Kimmy driver, he's he can wheel. Uh, but it was cool to see Kimmy back out there too. I don't, I don't know when the last time he's been behind the wheel of a race car. Um, uh, last year in practice, he did a couple reps with uh, Williams. Okay, okay. So he's still got some, he's still got some talent. Um, but so I was, I was, when I was scrolling through the names, I was like, wait a second. I was like, that's a familiar name. Like that's an F1 name too. So it was, it was cool to see multiple F1 drivers competing in other motorsports. Uh, that was cool. That is, I, I'm glad that, uh, you got to watch that so we can talk about it on the, the pod. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be following Kimmy, uh, in his NASCAR career from now on. Keep us big, updated. Yeah. Big Kimmy guy now. <laughs> <laughs> big Kimmy guy. Um, so, uh, I feel like we got, um, we got a lot going right now, um, but I got a couple, a couple fan questions, um, we got submitted to us, uh, if you want to go through those. So, we got this first question, it's going to be from Liam D. from our home state of Colorado. Um, it's going to be, who is the driver you think will break out the second half of the season, and who do you think will regress and fall off? Um, I'm going to get your answer first. My answer first? Yep. So who do you think is going to be the breakout driver the second half of this season? Um, well, I really can see that, you know, and I've said this before, I think Mercedes, the two Mercedes drivers mm-hmm. um, are going to kind of return to dominance, um, if that's what you're looking for. It's not, I wouldn't really call that a breakout. Not, not necessarily like a breakout for the driver, but I think, that can, I think that's going to be a breakout for this team this season. So I think that definitely counts. I'm, I'm going to echo that. Um, um, and then as far as, like, regress. maybe, like, a, I was going to say, I have more on the breakout. Yeah, who, okay, all right, tell me. Um, so I think we talked about Daniel Ricardo with, um, you know, him fighting to save his career. Yep. Um, I think we could see some pretty uh, aggressive drives from him. And, you know, if everything falls that. into place with his talent and w- with what he can do and with, you know, his, his ability to be fearless in that car, yep. we may see what kind of mirrors a breakout. Um, um, oh, I love that take, dude. Um, 
because he hasn't had the best season and he's had I would consider a breakout season for him would be getting a couple near podium finishes um and showing that he's still got this right yeah well yeah, like, yeah what would no, you consider yeah. breakout for what would you consider breakout or to for the rest of the season to be considered breakout I think for, I think he I think he finishes in the points the rest of the season Ooh, I love that good like, points good points good points each race I think you're right. I think he's gonna be driving his nuts off. He's gonna be because sh- he knows, dude. He's got nine weeks to to secure a seat for next year. So fortunately, I, I feel like I've been around the sports long enough. I know Daniel's personality, and he's not the kind of man that you can tell no. Yep. I and he's gonna that. go out fucking swinging. I love and it. He's gonna make McLaren regret that fucking decision. I, I guarantee you. I love that, dude. All right, that's a great first uh, first part of the question. Um, um, second part of the question: off? Who's going to regress? Who's falling off, buddy? Um, I, I wouldn't call this a regression either. I, I think George Russell's a very talented driver. Okay, you think he's gonna um, think his talent's gonna catch up to him, or I just don't think he's as talented as Lewis. Yeah, and I, I think maybe he's gonna fall behind Lewis as far as I mean, right now. Everyone's like, "Oh, George is the number one driver." It's like, no, bro. No, there's not. Sorry. You don't understand. Like, they ain't the same, cuz. Dude, I completely, it's, I completely agree. It's, no, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that maybe in 10 years, maybe George Russell could be that good. Maybe. I, I, I don't, I don't want to write him off because I've seen what he's capable of. Yeah. I think he could be a multiple, I think he could be multiple time world champion, no doubt. But in the, in the same machinery as Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton, there's no fucking chance, dude. Um, and you know what? Like- I've been called him. I've been called a Hamilton fanboy since the beginning. Since he started, since I started, you know, since you started driving a Mercedes. No, even before that, when I started following, <laughs> his, I started following his career. Um, when he, him and Alonso didn't get along at McLaren. Yeah, and- that was a great time to to start watching F1 and like get in getting a feel for how crazy this sport really is. Well, and for me, it was a big deal because I don't know if you noticed this. I'm not exactly a white dude. <laughs> and, uh, you know, to see a dude that kind of was almost the same color as me on the grid, you know, and, and not Thank just you. there as, as a token or, you know, just for representation. This dude's fucking gangster. good. He's a fucking gangster. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the best. Like, he's not, so, you know, he's not there for talking. He's the best. He's like watching news, like watching Tiger Woods. Like, it's exactly. I think like, of Tiger Woods. Exactly. It's just like, it's the coolest shit ever to watch that guy dominate the sport in a way that no one's ever really seen and looking like the way no one's ever seen. It's not even though it's not really even a skin color for Lewis too. It's like, dude, all the jewelry, all the swagger, like no one's ever fucking done that before in F1. Like he is, he's a brand. He is a brand. You know, you know who I akin it to, which it's, you know, it may sound, I, I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. I mean, in a great way. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite basketball players of all time, Allen Iverson. Yeah. That dude showed up. He said, I'm going to dress like I want to dress. I'm going to look how I want to look. Yep. I'm going to say what I think, and you're going to have to deal with it because I'm going to be the best. Exa- yeah, exactly. When, you can, when you're performing at, the, at that kind of level, at that kind of um, elite level, you can, you're, allowed, you're allowed that leeway. You can do whatever you want. Like showing up in jewelry, racing in jewelry, like saying, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's not going to affect the way I drive. And when you just go out there and do it and like talk to talk, like people respect that and people see that and like, yeah, you can. He is. I mean, he is you, the, you can the say what you want about Lewis. 
you can say what you want about Lewis because I, I do I do see where he takes criticism. You know, he's he's very outspoken when it comes to the environment, and then he hops into his seven hundred horsepower Mercedes <laughs> and goes home in his Falcon nine hundred ES. Yeah, like, just taking his G six across the across the it's state a Falcon line. 900. Like, I mean, it's a Falcon. It's a Falcon 900. Oh, Dude, no. you don't need three engines, <laughs> but you got them. You don't need three. You don't need three engines. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay, Lewis. Talk, talk to me more about sucking straws through, like sucking a paper straw. All right. So I can definitely <laughs> see where people can get, get a little annoyed with him, but the dude is the best ever. And that's just a fact. So I, I, mean, I, like, I don't want to take away from the greats that came before him. You have to. You have to realize too, when we talk about the greatest of all time in F one, it's it's a very hard conversation to have because you had you had Lewis come into an era where he was dominant, but he was in the most dominant team in a very one sided era. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a- you look at you look at guys like you know Ayrton Senna, Nigel Mansell. They built the teams. You know, they built teams, and I mean, you look at guys like I mean, going back even farther, your James Hunts, your Nicky Laudas, um. I mean, the, the 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 field was a little bit more more balanced. Overtaking was easier. The cars weren't as fast. Yeah, you could you could make the argument that he's not. It's hard to make the argument for quote unquote best ever. I think Lewis is the most talented ever. I mean, I, I would love to go back to an era. You know, I would love to go back to the the Nicky Lauda. You know, the big the big air snorkel Ferrari. Yeah. Um. V12s, fucking manual transmissions, like to see. I'd, I'd really... love to drop Lewis in there, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he'd be up there fighting for the championship. Yeah, I guarantee you. Yep, I, I completely I mean, agree. His talent in, in an F1 car is very is something that you know, like like you said, it's like special. it's like watching Tiger Woods. Yeah, like it's special. It's literally it's special. Like you see, you see it, and you're like, that's different than I've seen before. Like you've seen talent, you've seen like George Russell, he's got talent, but when you're looking back at Lewis Hamilton at the same age, you're like, man, that's just a different kind of skill, different kind of balls, and he just sees he sees things differently, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, we got a little way off topic with this question, but yeah, George Russell going to regress. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to fucking. No, that was a, that was a great that was a great, spin, that was a great spinoff. Uh, talking about Lewis, I mean, that was, that was honestly a really good spinoff. We had a couple a couple good points in there. Um, but more to the point, like I think I think you're right that George Russell is the other the cream is always gonna rise to the top. Um and I think he's just a little bit a little bit below Lewis. So I think uh, and the one takeaway I wanted to have gonna... for this this the yeah. one takeaway I wanted you guys to have the fans have or you know, whatever we have for you know that question is I don't see a true regression. I see everybody trending in a positive direction. Yep. Um, including, you know, the 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 sentient piece of dog shit Lance Stroll. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I make jokes and you know, go, off king. go off king. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't really mean that. I, I think he's an okay guy, but you know, it, it's it's yeah. I see him trending the in a positive direction in that car. Um yeah. I, I mean, we talked about Haas. I mean, there are leaps and bounds over where they were last year. Yep. I mean, some of that we knew, but we knew they were going to be better. They were developing this car for this year. So there, there. That's a good point to make. Um, my breakout for I think the second half of the season is going to be Mick Schumacher. I think yeah. he's going to. I think he's going to consistently 
be fighting that 10 spot. Um, I think he's going to be consistently fighting in that 10 spot. So I think he's going to be my quote unquote breakout for the second half of the season. And my regress, I think he's going to be, um, I think it's going to be Charles. Charles. Yep. I think he's, he's been fighting that one, two, one, two spot this whole time. Um, I I think that they're going to be struggling to get a podium spot in the coming races. And I mean, regress saying uh, going back three positions on the grid is not that much, but in terms but of where, in terms of where, where we're at this season and what yeah. they need, what they know they need to do, I think that's going to be a regress. I I could agree. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, Ferrari saying coming out and saying that they weren't going to change anything was a big crazy. I, I, you know, uh, no pun intended, a big red flag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, red flag, dude. Like, <laughs> big fucking, red fucking flag. Someone FRI needs to stand up and say something. Yeah. And, and I honestly believe that. I mean, you, you put Antonio, uh, you know, and, and whatever the fuck his name is in front of the Tifosi and make him answer for it. Yep. You know, I know Italy is a place where you can disappear pretty quick. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not hinting anything, but I know that there's a lot of people in Italy that have a lot of money in Ferrari. Dude, I mean, they could just, they'll, he'll just be forgotten so fast if something goes wrong. I mean, so I think they're going to, I think they're going to fall off. I think Mercedes, I think, gonna, I think it's going to be a Mercedes Red Bull fight. I don't know if Mercedes has got enough time to catch back up, but I I'll think they're going to be fighting. I think you need to put, you need to go find, a German and put him in charge of Ferrari. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be the smartest thing that they could do. <laughs> yeah, they keep hiring Italians that think they have fucking they have pride and shit, and they just they don't think anything. <laughs> Ferrari is perfect no matter what, even if they're losing. They're like, yeah, we're not going to change anything. Ferrari's perfect. I'm like, dude, no, Ferrari sucks <laughs> right now, man. Like, change something. But put Toto Wolf in charge of Ferrari, dude, and I guarantee Toto you, heads Toto would, would burn the place <laughs> to the ground and start over new. <laughs> like, yep, we're done here. You're done. Give me the keys. Park it, Mister. Michael. Michael, park it. <laughs> Give me the key. What was that line in that line in uh, that movie Rush with uh, I don't know if I don't I'm sure Nicky Lotta actually said it. I'm sure he did uh, too. When he, he goes I can't remember the exact line, but he it was his first uh it was in preseason testing with the Ferrari. Oh he, the Fer this the Ferrari <laughs> shit quote. <laughs> he goes, Yeah, how is the car? He goes, first it's a piece like of how shit. how is it? How do you like it? He's like, shit. The Ferrari shit. He's like, you can't say that it's a Ferrari. It's like, no, it's <laughs> fucking shit, bro. Like <laughs> he's like, I can say it because it's a piece of shit. It's like, yo, I can't say it because it sucks. Like, but the yeah, but the team principal is like, no, you can't say that. It's a Ferrari. It's like, bro, no, it sucks. Like you just need someone to step up at like a German uh, to tell you that your car blows. So I think uh, there's I mean, a great I mean, yeah, and, and we're not even saying the car's bad. No, it's That's not. It's just this fucking... car's great. No strategy, strategy, reliability. Yep. Every time with Ferrari. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Um, we only got so we got five more minutes uh, until we have to do this again. But I think this is a, we got one more question here, uh, and then we'll probably wrap it up um, because. We got qualifying tomorrow fucking morning, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So next question. Um, it's going to be from Willis W. from New York. Um, All right. Would Seb have retired this year if he'd been driving a more competitive mid-tier team like Alpine or McLaren 
Or is this a ploy from the Strolls to make a comeback in a few years, just to get away from the Strolls and make a comeback? Go. I know you're feeling something with this one. So talk. Uh, what do they say in England? Are you taking the fucking piss, mate? <laughs> is, that, uh, is that saying you're dumb? Like, is that are you serious? Is that a serious question? <laughs> yeah, that's like, are, are are you fucking joking right now? I Look, mean, yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Do you realize who the fuck you're talking about? Yeah, Seb. You realize you're talking about one of the greatest of all time, right? Yep. Do you think if this guy could wanted to get away from the strolls, you think he would just get away from the strolls? There's other teams that don't have seats available that would make a seat for Sebastian Vettel. I guarantee you that. Plus, he's one of the most beloved personalities in the paddock. Guarantee you, marketing and driver-wise, you take on a guy like Sebastian Vettel, your your fan base improves. Immediately. He's a no-brainer pick for any team. Yep. So I don't think he needs to do some crazy retirement. Yeah, you don't, you don't. So the second part, you don't think it's a ploy just to get away from the strolls? No, and make a comeback. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I okay. think if he wanted, if he wanted to do that, he'd be doing it right now. He'd be doing. It. He, yep. He'd go I, to another team. He'd go to McLaren I, and say, "Hey, McLaren's me. got a seat, dude." Yeah, that's his if he wants it. Yep. So I, but, I tend to agree with that completely. But as and, for the first part of the question, I almost tend to agree with it. Would you think Seb would have retired this year um, if he'd been more competitive? Um, I mean, that's that's also. I mean, they're of course, they're, dude. If he was if he was fighting for the championship this year, why would he? Yeah, retire? so exactly. The question says driving a more competitive mid tier team. Aston Martin, I think, right now is the quintessential mid tier competitive team. I mean, they're finishing tenth, eleventh right. every single race. Seb and Stroll are literally battling on the last lap for one point. Like, so I think quintessentially they are the mid-tier team am i right i I would say i I mean yeah i would say what is a mid-tier team right now i mean are we talking i mean alpine yeah alpine mclaren i feel like they are mid-tier but they're they're, and and i don't mean to shit on this dude it's part of it i give people shit it's not it's a a great question to to actually talk about great points that are going on right now right i mean so if you're saying like okay if he was driving for a mclaren you know someone who's you know on the other side of the midfield. Right. I don't necessarily think that he would. So I do I do agree with that. I mean, obviously, if he's fighting, if he's an upper-tier team, he's back at Red Bull and he's fighting for the Constructors' Championship, there's no way he retires. Yeah, I, yep, I completely agree. Um, but I, mean, I think that the root of the question was, if if he's, is he retiring because he wants to get away from the Strolls? And I think the answer is, fuck, no. No, I think, I, and, and you know what? I, I, I would be lying if I didn't think he would be back. You don't know, think, think he's gonna be back? I think he comes back. Fuck, I love hearing that, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I think he does what what uh, Alonzo did. You know, he gets away from it, wants to spend more time with his kids, but then kind of realizes, like, dude, this is all I know. This is my life. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to be able to come back and race with um with Mick. I think that would maybe be you know he does you know another victory lap another couple seasons. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to try. I think he's going to try to do that and like sit with Mick for two full seasons and teach him literally everything like, it's hard for him to teach mick from a different car a different team um but i feel like that'd be if if mixed in an opportunity that he needs a, a more veterans teammate i think it's a great opportunity for seb to come back yeah and i think uh with that we are probably out of time yes we are my friend we got two minutes left but i think we had a great podcast this time we had a lot of information go out um so uh that being said if you fans out there if you got any more questions you want to hear us talk about on the pod send them over uh hopefully we'll get to we got a couple more that we'll get to next time 
Um, but after uh, next time we're on, you'll hear us talk about mostly what happened at Spa. Um, you got anything else you want to add, Nick? Uh, no, man. I think uh, I think uh, that's well, it. Um, all right. I hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings. I obviously love the fan questions, uh, but uh... we're a little we're a little heated. We get a little <laughs> heated in, in these debates sometimes. So no hard feelings anywhere. Uh, we always want to hear the the responses back. Um, so you guys want to hear anything else, or if you guys have any questions or comments about us, hit us up on our social media. We're on at Mile High Parlay on Instagram. Uh, we are the hosts of the Ville J podcast. Uh, the Ville J podcast is now on Twitter and on Facebook at the Village A Pod. So hit us and, over there. Uh, send Spotify us over. Give us all of your feedback. Give us tell let us know we suck. Anything like that. Let us know that the audio sucks or hopefully is better than it was last time. Because every time you guys tell us something, we will try to improve it. So yeah, every, every time, every single time. So that being said, we will see you guys after spa, and have a good rest of your uh, rest of your night. That's it.